0: Well, it's May and some of us may be thinking, dear Lord Jesus, how am I going to end this year on a good note? How can I capitalize on the time that I do have with my students, but also keep my sanity so I can enjoy this summer? If you are thinking any of those things, or maybe all of those things, then welcome to the episode that you need in your life right now. Three ways to celebrate each education, even after the year that we've had, because as a reminder, you are an awesome teacher. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about a five-star review that was left on the Apple Podcast app. The listener said, balance, five stars, wow, everything is hard right now, but hearing it is okay and that you cannot do everything and you're doing enough is what we need. The title of that was balance and it's interesting because that is going to come up in this episode as well. I want May to be amazing. Hello, pun bell. Yes, my pun, why does, even my pun bell isn't working right now because that's just kind of what is happening in May. Guys, I'm super excited to be here. I want you to lean into this episode. Let's go. There is awesome in every single school day. big question how can teachers like us who love our job love our students and love being a part of education celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities where can we find teaching tips and tricks where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. I'm not sure where you're at in your school year, but for me personally, at this moment, I have one full week left with kids. And I really think that teachers like us are looking for ways to end this year on a good note, even though it hasn't always felt this good to be a teacher this year. I also think teachers like us are looking for ways to continue to connect with kids Even though, God love you, some of you have never even met any of your students in person face-to-face this year. I don't know about you, but I absolutely miss the relationships with kids where we can see their whole face. Not part of their forehead because they're virtual. Not their, like, partial nose up because they're in the mask. Like, I miss seeing students' awkward smiles and, like, acne and all of those things that are part of being a teacher. Like, I want to see their face. I also miss, and I know you do too, the connections with colleagues. Like, gathering with teachers for lunch not having a teacher luncheon where we literally get our Jimmy John's box lunches from the teachers lounge and go eat together in a Google meeting. Like what the hell, right? We're craving high fives, hugs, fist bumps because those are what we're used to when we live this teacher life. These are normal things. And we're at this point and I truly think if you're listening to this episode that you are at this point where we just want to end the year on a good note. When that final bell rings, we want to know that we gave everything, that this year was not a waste, that we did make progress, that we did make an impact, and I want you to know that you did. I want to end full of smiles and full of celebration. And what I actually want to share with you are three rock solid ideas on ways that you can end this year on an awesome note, even though it's been an absolutely crazy year. Three things that whether you have a week left, four weeks left or like a day left, these are seriously three things that we can do right now. So when we sprint, freaking sprint into summer, we're like, you know what? nailed it, crushed it, and then we actually believe it because I believe that. I really truly do think that that is the case for this school year. So if you're a first-time listener to the This Teacher Live podcast, hello! I'm glad you actually found this episode. This is a really cool starting point and you're gonna get a vibe and a feel for just this conversational flow that happens. I want you to know that when, when I'm recording these, I am sitting in front of like multiple computer screens and a microphone and um, I rarely am sitting in front of like a script. It's very unscripted. It's very off the cuff. Like that's just how I roll because I think living this teacher life is authentic and it's real and it's raw and sometimes my my Apple watch goes off and sometimes my somebody knocks on the door and it's actually not somebody it's the Amazon delivery people but like welcome Welcome, and thank you for listening right now. So let's dive into these ideas. And the very first idea I have, it's its going to sound simple, but it's so significant, and it's this. I want us to laugh before it's too late. What do I mean by that? I mean that there are only so many days left or weeks left in the year. There are so many minutes left. And so I want us to capitalize on those We have heard time and time again, and I freaking believe it, it's not this like cliche thing that like content was put on the back burner. Curriculum was maybe set to the side for a second so we could build really strong relationships. And I want you to know that we still have time to replace stress with silly. I know all over the U.S., for the most part, COVID numbers are lower and restrictions are lower, but it hasn't taken away some of the stress or a lot of the stress that we are feeling and that our students are still feeling. So many of our kids and our families and ourselves are processing this pandemic at a different pace. So is teacher stress still real? Yes. Is student stress still real? Yes. So what if we just made a pledge to ourselves that we were going to laugh? And I mean like hard laugh, like, Almost wet your pants laugh before that final bell rings. I actually want to give you an example of something that a kid said to me a few days ago. And I was like, what the hell? I didn't say what the hell because that's inappropriate. But like I thought this in my head. A student came up to me and said, hey, Miss G, you know, you're kind of a hot mess. And I must have had the most unique visual expression on my face because they said, But at least it's a beautiful hot mess. And then I kind of smiled and they're like, kinda. So let me just, let me, let me say that all again. Miss G, you're kind of a hot mess. But at least it's a beautiful mess. Kinda. Hmm. Oh, thank you so much. Like. If you're drinking coffee, you might have almost spit your coffee out. Not because it's necessarily super, super funny, but because it's super relatable. Like our kids say things and I want us to take every single moment possible to capitalize on laughter. I I mean it when I say it. And... Like, I say it all the time, and you've probably heard it a million times on this podcast, but maybe you'll hear it differently this time. Maybe it'll touch your heart differently this time. Believe this, friends laughter leads to learning. I'm going to say it again laughter leads to learning. Shit, like tattoo that. Well, if you're a tattoo person, tattoo it onto you or like put it on a sticky note or like make some sort of like adorable like canvas something on it. But like for real, laughter leads to learning. And let me explain that because it's more than what meets the eye. Laughter leads to learning because of this. When kids are laughing, they are developing Uh, Just this camaraderie in the classroom and we have camaraderie in the classroom that leads to connection in the classroom and when kids have connections to their teachers they build relationships and when we have relationships with kids we build trust and when we have trust kids actually freaking listen and when kids listen guess what they do they learn. Um, can somebody make me a flow chart on that? Like the hierarchy of what just unfolded in that moment was big and was bold and was beautiful. And that is why I mean it when I say that laughter leads to learning. So if you're like, but yeah, but like, what do you mean? Yeah, we should all giggle and laugh and stuff. I want to actually give you like a super practical game, like an activity that you can play with your students, whether you're in person, virtual, hybrid, whatever it looks like. It's a game that I call Say What? And I'm sure you've seen it before. You can buy like the expensive version on the Amazon or you can go to the Dollar Tree and you can get yourself the $1 version of this game. But it's it's basically Say What? And it takes those, those plastic pieces, those like plastic things that the dental office uses and you put it in your mouth and it like stretches out your face, okay? Now you might be thinking, Monica, how does that work with a mask on? Well, if you're virtual, it's a non-issue. Like, start drooling out the side of your mouth with that thing on camera with your students. That's what you should do. If you're in person, you could record yourself doing it and play the video of it with students or... You could go outside. You could create some social distance outside. You could unmask and you could literally put those things in your mouth. And the whole point of this is you then try to say like tongue twisters. And students try to guess the sentence that you are trying to say. I think we should actually play some. Like I'm literally going to go get my set of this and I'm going to hit pause. And then I'm going to come back and then we're going to play. All right, I'm ready. I'm going to go ahead and put the plastic thing in my mouth and... If you're not sure what I'm talking about, at the Dollar Tree, the official name of this is Say It Again Game. Google it. You'll totally know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to put the piece of plastic in my mouth, and then I'm going to read the cards that come with it. There's six of them, and I want you to play along on your run, in your car, while you're cleaning. Like, I'm going to sound ridiculous, and I want you to, like, shout it out if you can get it. So here we go.
1: All right, now we're on. Hockey hokey, hokey, hokey. Number two, Fing Hung balls, ping Hung balls, balls. Number three, no pain, no gain, no pain, no gain. Number four, slish slash, slish slash. Slash number five caught in a fickle, caught in a fickle. Number six pursuit a huffiness. Pursuit a huffiness. Now,
0: if you're like, "What just happened?" I'll go ahead. I'll let me give you the key. This feels very much like a, um. Uh, I don't know, like a game show, like an awkward game show. Number one was Hokey Pokey. Two was Ping Pong Balls. That started to get a little like awkward, I think, as I was hulse, right? Number three, no pain, no gain. Number four is Splish Splash. That was super hard. Number five, Caught in a Pickle. And number six, Pursuit of Happiness, So that is actually something that I've played with students. I do it one at a time and they're like all shouting and it's like this super fun laughter building thing like slobbers coming out the side of your mouth. It is 100% guaranteed to get your kids having a memorable moment where everyone is laughing. And so I want to end this concept of like laugh before it's too late with a big question for you. Like what can you do to laugh with your students before the end of the year? I gave you this one example, maybe it's not for you, maybe you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what that would look like. I gave you some options with like virtual or going outside or even recording the video, but, but if that's not your jam, can we like all promise ourselves that we're going to do something to laugh with kids before the end of the year? This brings us to idea number two, which is learn something new. About every single student, and you might be thinking, Monica, that feels a little late for like for that. What isn't that what we're supposed to do at the beginning of the year? Like really get to know our kids and learn new things about them. Mm -mm. It is never too early, and it is never too late to build ridiculously strong relationships with students. Like I one hundred percent believe that we always have to put the roots before the fruits. And I know, like friends, I know that you guys did this at the beginning of the school year. Like you worked so hard to develop those relationships because in some ways it felt like that's all we had. And so if you're thinking like, yeah, but I'm not going to spend time getting to know my students now, I want you to know that it's not too late. Like, let's do that. That one extra thing that you could learn about every single one of your students could be the thing that changes everything. Whoa, whoa, yes. I want to say that again. The one extra thing that you learn could be the thing that changes everything. Dude, that's for real. Like, seriously, I mean that. And so sometimes in order to do that, we're like out of ideas. Like, how do you get that out of kids? Like, how do you extract that one more thing out of students? And what I would say to that is sometimes we have to remix the question to get different results. I know some of you who have done professional development with me or maybe done an online course with me or maybe you've listened to the podcast for a hot minute know that one of my favorite activities of all time is mind-blowing facts. And you're like, well, Monica, I already did that. Do you just repeat that again? No, let's remix that. Remix. Let's remix that. If you've already played Mind Blowing Facts, which is this opportunity for you to hear something, and you're like, like mind blowing effect, right? Like, Poof. no way. I would have never known that about you. Let's flip flop it. <laughs> what if at the end of the school year, I'm serious, we're really going to do this in my classroom. We played Mind Numbing Facts. Where you literally ask students to tell you something super boring about themselves. Something like super mundane. Something like kind of like out of nowhere. Like whatever they can come up with. And it's funny because I want to share a mind-numbing fact that I recently heard from a student. It's so random and I just love that it happened. A student raised his hand and he said, "Um, well, my mind-numbing fact is, I have a reoccurring dream that involves Cheez-Its. What? Like, what? That is so random. And let me tell you, if we go back to strategy one, like, it's not too late to laugh. Like, laugh before it's too late. That created some Laughter. I just continue to learn about this student, and then he started going on and on about Cheez-Its, and then we ended up playing a cheesy music video. Like, it went in a really cool, unexpected direction. And I think it's because we remixed a question and we were open to it. Now, if you have a hard time kind of like gaining traction and digging deeper with students in those types of moments, I want to share a fact with you, and it's this. It's not always what a student shares, whether you're playing mind-blowing facts or mind-numbing facts, whatever you want to call it. It's not always about the facts that students share. It's truly about the questions that we as teachers ask afterwards. And that's the case on day one of school, and it's still the case on that last week of school or that last day of school. It is not Friends, it is not too late to build connections with kids. And so I want to know, like, what are you blocking off in your schedule in this last bit of time to do that, to learn something new about your students? What can you do to learn one more thing about every kid before the end of the year? And actually, let me remix that question. Oh my God, it's about another remix. Let me remix that question for you. What is one more thing that you can share with students that you haven't shared with them yet this school year that is going to help connect them to you one final time? This is a mutual thing, peeps. Like this relationship building thing is not just teacher to student and student to student. It's all of us. So what would that look like, sound like, and feel like for your classroom? The third thing that I truly think that we can do before that final bell rings is this. We can take a step back and we can just love on this profession for a second. I don't think enough people are talking about the hardship that teachers have had When it comes to enjoying our classrooms, enjoying our connections, enjoying our colleagues. Like the time and the space for that sort of enjoyment in this profession just kind of faded because of all of the new and all of the stress and all of the restrictions. And like I want you to hear something super, super important. This is a major like real talk here. But what is important to us has to stay important to us. And I think the only way to do that is with something that kind of feels like bullshit. If I'm being very real. Like it's like well, how do we how do we maintain importance? Like how do we maintain a, a personal life and a professional life? The answer is balance. But I want to bring that like bullshit cliche response to another level. Like what does that actually mean? And so another way for me to process balance and maybe this will help you out is like let's stop calling it balance and let's start calling it putting it on your calendar. Right? Balance is just a word. Putting it on your calendar is an actionable step. So let's go back to like what is important to you. Is it like your family and spending time with your family? Is it spending time in nature? Is it traveling? Is it eating nice food? Is it going for a jog? Like, what is that? Because in so many ways, we have absolutely put that on the back burner this year. In some ways, because of teacher stress, in some ways, because of COVID. And there's like lots of reasons for it. But instead of saying, let's find balance so we can love this profession, let me say this. Put something on your calendar so when August rolls around, we still have love for this profession and passion for this profession. So let me give you a real life glimpse into what that looks like for me. Like, What does putting it on the calendar mean to me? It means, and I'm sitting in my office staring at, some of you have seen it if we've done like webinars or events together. You've seen my absolutely massive 12 uh, 12 month calendar whiteboard that I kind of like live and breathe by. It keeps me organized. I'm a planner. It's me. Yes. OK, like I love a calendar. And something that I knew that I had to do, otherwise I was going to become super stressed and super overwhelmed and like I wasn't going to have the summer that I needed and wanted. I blocked off. One entire week, like one seven-day block in June and one seven-day block in July for absolutely nothing but personal travel. For me, what's important to me, I love to travel. I love that. But what happens um, for me over the summer is I end up doing tons of speaking events and I'm flying all over the place and I do lots of virtual events and I'm sitting in my office in front of the computers and I'm doing book signings and I'm doing webinars and I'm leading courses and I'm writing new books and it's, this is just part of my teacher life. This is part of my personal journey. But if I'm not careful and I don't block things off on my calendar – then I lose sight of it. So during those two weeks, one week in June, one week in July, I'm not lessing planning. I'm not taking meetings. I'm not doing book fulfillments. I'm not guest speaking. I'm not keynoting. I am not doing anything that has to do with being a teacher or a speaker or a writer. None of those things. It's blocked off. It is sacred time. Like if somebody emailed me and said, Monica, can you do an event? No, I cannot. Not during that time, but I can here. Monica, can you be a guest on a podcast? No, I cannot. Hey, Monica, we've got a new committee at school. Can you pop in for a meeting? No, I cannot. It's a boundary. And I think balance and boundaries absolutely go hand in hand. So that's what's important to me. And I'm doing some travel. I'm doing personal travel during that time because that's important to me. Not work travel. Not like, Half work travel, like for real. Me, personal traveling, eating freaking good food, sleeping in, working out maybe, but that's what that looks like. So what can you do right now to commit to balance so you can continue to love this profession? We often talk about teaching to the whole child, but I think we also need to speak about reaching and teaching to the whole child. Teacher? What makes you awesome? What makes you whole? What are you going to put on your calendar for you this summer? And for you, it might be like, Monica, I really do enjoy reading a teacher book. Okay, as long as it's for you, not for social pressure, right? I want you to know that you are allowed to sprint into summer. You're allowed to do that. You are allowed to take a deep breath and say like, the school year is over. This feels good. But right now, we still got work to do. We still have, for me, one full week. For you, maybe two weeks. Maybe for you, you got two days at the time of listening to this. Maybe you're listening to it later and you're like, oh, these are things to keep in mind for next school year. Whatever that is, I understand That we oftentimes already look ahead to next school year and we get excited about it. And if you are the type of teacher who's like, I take the entire summer off and I do nothing. It's not just two weeks. I take off literally the whole summer for nothing. Freaking good for you. I love that. Do that. If that's what works for you, like I am celebrating that and I love that for you. If you are the type of teacher who's like, no, I get energized in the summer. I read and I lesson plan and I Pinterest and I do virtual conferences. And I like I learn all summer long because I love it. Good for you, too. You do you, boo. If you do fall into that second category and you truly have liked some of the ideas and you like the energy and you just are vibing. I do want to let you know that this summer I am leading A virtual, really flexible, really fun, really low-key virtual conference. And the theme is how to be the best teacher you can be for your students next year, even if a global pandemic changed everything. Because the reality is there are some really important questions that we're going to start asking ourselves this summer, and I want us to have the answers. One of those questions might be like, how do I kick off the new school year in an awesome way? After such a weird roller coaster this year, you might be thinking that you might be thinking like I need to find some amazing ideas and engaging strategies to capitalize on this new normal that education is. You might be kind of going in this direction of like self-care and you might be thinking what do I do to make sure I'm enjoying my summer and also taking care of myself as a human and as a teacher Or, of course, everyone's most favorite new word, learning loss. What does learning even look like when we return in August with all this talk of learning loss? Is learning loss even real in the first place? If you are looking for answers to those and you really don't know what those answers are, I get that that doesn't feel good, but the good news is is there's a solution. And truly, we're going to tackle all of those things and so much more in the Awesome Conference for Teachers online this summer again if you're like girl I'm taking the whole summer off I hear you thank you for listening to this episode seriously you should log off and like go enjoy your day I'm not mad that's not me being mad did that I'm not mad I'm like celebrating you but if you're even a little bit intrigued then like let's hang out this summer because the the neat thing about the awesome conference is that it's all online and it's not pre-recorded videos I know sometimes with virtual events, it's like a whole library of pre-recorded and then the quality sometimes isn't good and then you become overwhelmed and we don't put it on our calendar so we don't actually watch it. That's not what this is at all. It's all online and it's not pre-recorded. We go live and then if you're not able to join us live, guess what? There are easy to access replays of all of the live content in fact it's so flexible because there's only eight of them all summer long so it's not like a one week virtual conference no this is happening all of June and all of July but only one event per week so it's eight Facebook live events where we get to dive in and get personalized help on the topics that you need and want most so we're ready for next year because it's also spread out over the 10 weeks like you're not going to feel overwhelmed and you're going to totally be able to have that balance of enjoying summer and still learning and bringing both of those to new levels and it's going to be a beautiful thing not to mention if you're like do you get pd credits when it's like that you do you can actually earn up to 10 hours of pd credits and it's like super flexible Because if you're like, oh, I want to watch it at 7 p.m., cool. You want to watch it at 5 a.m., 5 a.m. in the summer? What are you doing? But if you want to watch it at 5 a.m., you can. These replays are able to be accessed whenever it works best for you. I'm just super, super excited about this. And I think that when that final bell rings and we've tried all of these ideas, these three ideas of laughing as well as learning about our students, as well as loving this profession, I do think we're going to be ready for something as cool as the awesome conference online. So you can go to Monica slash summer. And I know sometimes you're like, Oh my God, what's the price? Like PD gets expensive. My number one pledge whenever I'm doing virtual PD is that it is super affordable if you have to pay as an individual. And I know sometimes, it's like my principal won't pay for it, so it's coming out of my own pocket. And a lot of conferences out there are charging like 400 to $500 for these conferences and it's nuts. I just got a flyer in the mail for a virtual conference and the ticket price, no freaking joke, was $997. And they're like, but you get access for it for a lifetime. And I'm like, I don't want it for a lifetime. So here's what's up. It's not 997, it's not 400, it's not, th- it's $97 period. And you get to laugh and learn all summer long. Again, you can go to monicagenta.com slash summer. I'm also going to put that in the show notes. So it's an easy link for you. monicagenta.com slash summer. And I would love for you to join me for that. If it's a good fit for you, if it's not a good fit for you, friends, I still love you. I love your stinking guts. And I love that you were a part of this episode. I hope you felt the energy. I hope you felt the vibes. I hope you felt the passion. But most importantly, I hope that you take some of these ideas and apply them to your own students in your own classroom before that final bell rings. Teacher friend, you deserve that. I want you to sprint into summer feeling sensational about the work and the job that you have done. I want you to know that living this teacher life is the single most greatest gift that I have ever given myself and maybe that you've ever given yourself as well professionally. So thank you for listening to this episode and thank you for living this teacher life.